Welcome to the Live Lucky Podcast, where we discuss the lucky strategies that bridge the gap between who you are and who you want to be. I'm your host, Blake Suzellis. Get ready to face the worst of yourself, shift your perspectives, deepen your love, and broaden your wisdom to live and lead others in a lucky life. Welcome back to part four of our Hall of Mirrors series. Um, If you guys haven't joined us before, I'm so grateful that you are here. Just welcome uh, to the Live Lucky podcast. Um, You know, today we're going to be talking about how money is a reflection of the heart. And so perhaps this is the first time you're tuning into this and because it had the word money in it. Um, But we're so grateful that you're here. Uh, and if you this is your first time, this is the, the fourth episode in a series of five that we're doing called The Hall of Mirrors. And uh, the first three, it, the first one has to do with your home being a reflection of your relationships. The second one was food being a reflection of your mindsets. Yesterday's we were listen, looking at how listening is a reflection of your behaviors. And so, uh, and then tomorrow we're going to finish up this series and we're going to look at how death is a reflection of your future. And so you guys will want to turn in, tune into that one, of course. Um, so if you have been listening to any of this series, you have heard me say a few times that everything is relationship, right? And notice how that we've talked about, you know, shelter and food and now money. You know, we've, we, we've talking about these things because they're all parts of our survival. And if I don't know if you, any of you guys get into like energy healing or anything like that or, you know, with the energy centers or you know, some people call them chakras. Um, but this is kind of like a, what they call a root chakra type of a focus. We're looking at all the different aspects of survival. Um, now, like I said, I am not here to promote any specific path to healing. There's lots of avenues to it. Do it works. But there's lots of different ways in, uh, that you can approach um, healing, whether it's the physical, mental, emotional, relationships. So um, I just, you might hear me say some weird things that don't resonate with you, and that's okay. You know, just uh, uh, want to continue to invite you back. But um, just throw away what doesn't resonate with you and, and invite you to just keep listening. But our relationship with money really is an important part of our survival, isn't it? I mean, we need it to be able to have a home. We need it to be able to buy food and have clothing and, and really do anything in this life um, to kind of move us forward in some ways. You know, and so Depending on how you were raised, uh, you may fall into one of a couple categories, and these are the ways that we are going to look at money as a mirror of your heart. Um, And the first one is some people look at money and they fear it, right? And I know that when I was kind of growing up, this is what we called the poverty gospel. You know, it's kind of like the poor the poorer I am, the more holy I am, you know, so I'm holier if I don't have money, and, or we might just fear being looked at as someone who is rich because we think of there's certain characteristics we don't want to have, um, 
And the truth is, if you look around, you may see some people and how they use money, and, well, you don't like how... You wouldn't want to be them. We'll just put it that way, you know. But I will say, you know, in in terms of fearing money, being poor was also probably the best learning experience of my life. Um, you know, when, when I... My wife first met, and we had our oldest son. We lived in Akron, Ohio, and we had an uh, had an apartment, then ended up buying a house. Um, but the truth is, I was not making a whole lot of money. I mean, when we bought the house, I was making literally ten dollars an hour, and I was the only one working out of the two of us. So, I mean, there were times, especially in the winter, of course, this is Ohio. I'm talking about, you know, some pretty cold temperatures. Um, and there were times where, you know, the electric bill in that home that didn't have any insulation in the walls because it was an inexpensive home, um, but it was really cold. And not only that, it would cost like $400 or $500 a month just to heat it for the month. I didn't have that kind of money. So what we ended up doing was all of us would camp out in my son's bedroom, and we had an electric heater we plugged in, and we literally would all sleep in that bedroom. My wife would hang out most of the day in there. If she went into the rest of the house, she was wearing a coat and slippers. I mean, like, um, so, you know, we were, we were in a pretty rough spot there. Uh, but at the same time, it really taught us how to budget money, too. I mean, it was kind of a necessity. You couldn't not do it because there wasn't enough to go around. Um, so... In those earlier years, it's a whole lot easier to kind of buy into this poverty gospel uh, when you don't have a lot of money and you just think, well, everybody who has money is not, you know, good, um, which is not true at all, right? But then we can also see uh, money and we could worship it, you know, and then, you know, this is something we would call the prosperity gospel, you know, basically it's this idea of fearing that we won't have enough um, money. But what this actually ends up translating into is what we call a scarcity mindset, where it's not just that we don't have enough money, but we feel like we are not enough in a lot of areas of our lives, whether, you know, and a lot of it is this internal uh, version of us or in the self-talk and everything else, you know, we kind of get into this mentality of we're not enough. We're not going to have enough to be able to survive and um, or be a good human being or just whatever it might be. But um, so we buy into this kind of thinking money will solve all of our problems, um, which then if you end up getting that dream fulfilled, you realize that's not the truth. Can it help you to survive? Well, absolutely. We said money is an important part of our survival here in this world, right? Um, but at the same time, the third version, and, and this is the one I want to invite you into. This is the one where I want you to see it as a tool, okay? Similar to food or a house. We need it to survive, but I don't need to live for it, okay? Because what that really frees you up to do is allows you to do more of what you love. That's what money is. It's, it's a magnifier. It's an energizer of what 
you have in your heart. So, for example, and, and here's the truth. Money doesn't change who you are. It just magnifies it. And uh, that is actually from Dave Ramsey. And, and so uh, I do have to give him credit for that one. Um, but it's absolutely true. You know, uh, money is a magnifier of the heart. I mean, the truth is, if you are someone who is very generous and, you know, whether you have, a, you know, $20 in your bank account, you know, you're giving that, that guy in the corner 10 bucks of it just so he can go get a meal for the day. Um, if you're a giver with a little bit of money, you're probably going to be a giver when you have a lot of money, okay? Um, and this is a Dave Ramsey quote here, too. If you're a jerk with a little bit, you're going to be a really big jerk when you have a lot of money because it really is just an energizer of who you already are. It magnifies the heart within you. So if you have a heart of love for other people, it can allow you to love in an even more magnified way. Okay, and this is a my quote here. Money is just a tool. Change is real, real currency. Okay, if your heart is leading with love instead of fear, as we talked about in the poverty gospel, fearing being having money because you're afraid of what it's going to turn you into, or even worshiping it and fearing that you don't have enough of it. Okay, if you lead with those, either one of those fears, it doesn't really take you to a helpful place in your life, and your relationship with money. It's not in a good place. But instead, get it to a place where it is a healthier version, where you see it as a part of survival, but it's not something that you need to live for, right? It's in your heart. It's I can love what I can do with money. So in, in essence, can I love money? Well, sure, but I'm not worshiping it. But I'm also not fearing it. I'm just recognizing the value of it. Because I also really enjoy coffee. I love coffee, right? Like, I mean, but it doesn't mean I need to worship coffee. And if I miss a coffee in the morning, it doesn't ruin my day either. So if I made a little bit less money this week or this month, you know, it doesn't ruin my month or my day, right? Because I'm not put investing all of my trust in money, okay? Money is just not something that needs to be feared or worshipped. It's just a uh, uh, just a tool, okay? So now how does understanding money as a reflection of your heart help you to lead lucky? Well, as a leader, you have more influence over finances than the rest of the group, most likely. Whether you are the parent, the business owner, or whatever it is, whatever role of leadership that you're owning right now, uh, if you don't have a healthy relationship with money, unfortunately, Everyone under you suffers. And so this is something I'm just going to invite you into. Let's get right with money, right? Uh, recognizing that relationship is such a crucial and important piece to living in this world right now. Um, but this is the same, like I said, with whether it's a home or whether it's food. These are not things to be feared or worshipped, right? They're just to be seen as for what they are. Just tools to get you and where you want to go and, and how you want to live, okay? So, this will be an interesting one, what you want to take away from today's episode and what you will actually follow through and do with it. 
maybe it's you just want to have a conversation with somebody about, and maybe it's a spouse or maybe it's somebody, one of the other co-owners or managers that you're working with in your business. You know, maybe you are single and you're just going to work on your budget and really recognize, uh, you look taking a look at your relationship with money today. Um, I think it's always a helpful thing. So again, as always, living lucky is not living alone. If you guys have questions about this, um, I'm not going to be the expert, but at the same time, post it on one of the social media platforms and we can answer that. Or if you have concerns about this, I want to hear about it, you know? I want to hear from you guys. This, between me and you, yeah, it might feel one-sided sometimes, but the truth is, it is a relationship because what? Everything is a relationship. And once we recognize that, we're going to move into a healthy version of us and with the people around us and even the things and the, that help us to live the life that we want to lead. Um, so, love to hear from you. Connect with us. Uh, those links are in the notes. And guys, I just I just love you guys. I appreciate you being with me here today. And uh, I look forward to, to meeting with you tomorrow, talking about this fifth Hall of Mirrors episode in the, the series we're doing and uh, how death is a reflection of your future. Can't wait to talk to you guys tomorrow. Hope you tune in and uh, have a great day, guys. <laughs>